Hey, Triangle Lovers, welcome to Making Moves, hosted by the Rachel Kendall team, where we will explore together the top restaurants, community hotspots, and events in our area. Let's make some moves. Well, hello again. Uh, Here we are on Making Moves, and we have a really special guest today, a big partner with the Rachel Kendall team is the Ronald McDonald House of Chapel Hill. And we have Heather Shanahan here to talk to us about everything that the house does, their mission, their vision, and how they help families with their housing needs and how our whole strategic partnership came about because we're about to celebrate our third year at the house. we have been working together with the Rach Kids Toy Room. So I wanted, it's the first time really we've had a chance to talk because of COVID and everything that was going on in the world and how we had to separate. And it's really great to come back and get this partnership going again. So thank you so much for being here. Hey, absolutely. Thank you so much for not only the chance to catch up today, but for all that you guys do to support the house. Um, I have to say it's definitely one of my favorite places in the house. Just walking in is just such a special feeling. It's just a gorgeous place. And when you think about how most kids get their toys these days Mm -hmm. and the fact that so much is delivered online, just it's such an overwhelming, special experience for them to be able to walk in and see all the toys and be able to choose for themselves right in front of them. It's really, really, it's a magical place in our house. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And you're right. I mean, I even get excited when I get to go for real shopping (laughs) and pick something off the shelf and even go try it on. So um, it is really special. And and we'll get to the creation of the toy room soon. But I want to know a little bit about the house. Tell us how are things, you know, tell us a little bit about how the year has been, um, the families that you've met and come through, and just a little bit about what you guys do out there. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's funny when you start checking off milestones, we're in May and, you you know, so it's been a year, it was a year in March, and what a difference a year makes, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just like everybody else, we moved through really uncharted waters during that time. And so... Um, I think we all felt like, especially in March of 2020, that, you know, we would come up with some guidelines and rules and how we thought things should operate to keep everybody safe. And you'd have a plan at 9 a.m. by 5 5 p.m. Everything was off, you know, and so um, things changed so quickly. But we had 23 families with us in March of 2020 when um, the pandemic first really struck and things shut down and we remained open through the whole time we stopped accepting new families so the families who were with us um, stayed with us until their child was able to go home so um, we had a period of about two weeks in the summer before we started accepting new families that it was pretty quiet but Mm -hmm. um you know throughout the whole time we've been open and so Um, We went through a pretty rigorous process of making sure that we had the ability to clean and sanitize and distance families, um, serving uh, meals in their rooms instead of in common spaces. We closed all common areas. And, um, you know, it definitely it felt different for Mm -hmm. a while, for sure. Um, We focused on housing families in our apartments instead of um, in the more hotel style spaces. Um, so that they could be a little bit more distance and a little bit more self-sufficient. But, um, you know, we've survived and uh, we have, um, we're at about uh, 50% capacity now and and on a track to to really ramp up throughout the summer. And so it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, How in a normal year, how many families can stay at the Ronald McDonald House? 
So we have 53 rooms, um, and when we're clipping along at you know full occupancy, we'll have you know anywhere from a thousand, two thousand families with us, you know, throughout the course of the year. So this has been very, very different and um, much more quiet than we like. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And one of my favorite memories um, from working with the house is being able to serve dinner. Yes. So I understand just how much life that gives to the house and how that brings that community together. Because we, as the Rachel Kendall team, got a chance to do that all together. We did bingo. We um, we cooked dinner together as a team, and then we really got to interact with the family. So I know how special that is. What are some of the things that you guys have been doing for families to kind of keep that community tight? Yeah, that's a great question because it's something that we've you know revisited daily. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so um, you know, it's messages in rooms. It's you know special care kits in their rooms. You know, each family got a refrigerator. We've kept them stocked as we can. We turned our front desk which normally is just for check-ins into concierge space where they could come in and um, you know request drinks and coffee and um, snacks and honestly leftovers is kind of a big deal because not everybody's at the house at dinner time right. so a lot of families are still in the hospital until later in the evening so um, we've done um, remote programs so virtual programs so um, you know we have a, a science partner that a lot of the kids and families enjoy and so um, they've developed a virtual Virtual curriculum. Um, we um, we spend a lot of time over the summer, especially focusing on food insecurity through the hospital. And so um, our family room, when we've reopened, is really in in January when we reopened, has really been with a food focus in mind. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more than you know, a place to sit and have rest, but it's it's a place to come get something to eat and some hot coffee. So, um, but it's you know we've 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 tried. <laughs> kinds of things we do have a um we had an outdoor concert um distanced concert oh, last week uh, we have another one coming up um later this month on a friday night in may that we'll do in our courtyard so you know looking for more and more opportunities especially as it's warmer and people are safer. Well, and one of the other things about the house that's so special is how it really gives families a way to get involved. So how are you seeing that your families that typically maybe would have done a, a dinner night or would have done care packages? What are what are people doing on an individual basis to help the house out? Um, our community has been phenomenal. It really has. So um, a lot of our meal groups that normally would have come and prepared a meal at the house pivoted and tried to support local restaurants by doing takeout meals during that time. I can imagine gift cards are always a need for yes. people that are living back and forth from hospital to the house and just being able to grab something quick is yeah, really beneficial. For sure. Um, yeah, grocery store partners were great too. And you know, we did a lot of, um, instead of meal prep, we were actually providing groceries um, for a period of time too. So um, Harris Teeter, Food Lion, we had a lot of support from, um, from those folks as well so um you know it's uh you know it, it's kind of the road back to normal we've had groups that have come in and de done yard work and um I so yeah on Instagram. <laughs> i follow you guys oh that's so, awesome yeah, i saw that everybody was doing the planners yes. and the beds and getting everything spring ready yes so, definitely great way of giving back yeah um when you think about you know the the house who who are you helping you know how what what are the families that are coming in what are their needs and and how are they even finding the house? Who do you serve? Right. Um, we serve from all over North Carolina um, and beyond, but um, 
heavy focus on North Carolina because we align with the UNC Children's Hospital, Mm -hmm. which is the state children's hospital. So, um, you know, we see all diagnoses. A lot of the um, children who've actually been in residence with us during these times have been, you know, longer term stays um, with ongoing treatment through the hospital. So not as many elective surgeries and Mm -hmm. shorter term surgeries. But um, in a typical year, over 50 percent of our families are um, families who have a child in um, NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit. And so that's not any different now, too. So that's not something anybody plans for. And, um, you know, often those are stays that are um, pretty extensive. And so just being able to be right down the street, um, knowing you've got a lot of your needs taken care of with meals and laundry and support um, is really helpful to our families. That was actually one of the um, things that aligned our two organizations was Rachel and Dan. Um, when they started the Rachel Kendall team, they always were very philanthropic and giving back to childhood diseases. We participated in um, juvenile diabetes, Make-A-Wish, um, you know, blood cancers, and they were spread all over the place because they have this want and desire to give back to um, organizations that help children um, with life you know, threatening diseases. Mm -hmm. And so when I was meeting, we were just, I think we were at an event one one evening, right? And it was like, hey, we're having a great time giving back to different charities and we go to these events, but we really don't have a strategic partner Mm -hmm. in this that really aligns with our vision and mission. And Dan um, made a comment to me, like I've I've always pictured this team being able to not only give back with every home sale, but to also have a legacy of giving back. And um, it was one of those things I just heard and kind of filed it away and um, how this all came to be was just a really quick lunch, mm-hmm. right? And I, I met with um, the, you, you mentioned. George Merritt. And he, uh-huh. and he was at the time, I mean, literally, we met one time. Yeah. Um, and he was director of philanthropy. So mm-hmm. he knew a lot about the different um, family foundations because mm-hmm. what we were just describing are ways that individuals and, you know, families and households can give back to the house. But sometimes you need just a little bit more support to have a true legacy and right. I, and that's something that the the house has a lot of you have different foundations i know like you have the gardens mm-hmm. those yep. are beautiful and um what are some of the other larger you know foundations that you have within the house well, I mean, honestly, the two cornerstone uh, pieces are from McDonald's, from Joan Croc, who is uh, was Ray Croc's widow. And so she made sizable um, gifts and endowment gifts to houses all over the country. So um, our house has been around since 1988, and we were um, certainly one of the beneficiaries of her planning. So, um, you know, but it's um, there are lots of ways that, that folks can get involved. And certainly when you look at that kind of continuity of planning and um you know, family legacy that mm-hmm. um, that extends into perpetuity, then that's a great way to set things up. Yeah. And that was that was the vision that was described to us was, OK, this is an ongoing project that through the activities of your team and just the sheer network that we had, we would be a great partner for this. And so at the time, the, the where the Rach Kids Toy Room is, it was just a stock room. And so um, we, we were brought in and luckily we have some really great talent on our team. We have an interior designer and she and um, uh, her 
her past client, actually, uh, who is a big um, California closet executive, we came together and said, okay, here's what the design's going to look like. And then we raised, we got full um, donations mm -hmm. to make that toy room happen through um, different partners that we had had in the past. So the contractors, um, everything that went into that house was 100% donated. Um, and then we launched it in May. And it was the most unreal experience to do that ribbon, ribbon cutting. And you were there. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about what you experienced when you were at that ribbon cutting. Oh, it was kind of magical. You guys <laughs> picked the perfect evening in May. And I remember being really hot. Well, yes, you know, <laughs> it was sunny. It was, but it was magical. But yeah, it really was. I think we had a fairy tale theme. And, mm -hmm. um, and I remember one of the little girls that was um, at the house at the time just... Uh, enthralled with the whole thing do you remember it's like little blonde girl and she was running around with the, yes, yes. And she was running around with the princesses and um you know just and and enamored with the toy room and um that was just it was a really special evening that's when it really all came together for me of i we were we the first um Michelin was the first child to go through the home mm -hmm. or the toy store and seeing her parents and seeing her and her siblings that was I mean, you I get it. I, I, you just get it yeah. because it's not just the joy that the child's seeing, but just almost like a relief from the parents, you know, because they haven't gotten to do this for their child. You yes. know, all of their finances are going towards helping them yep. and they're not thinking about, you know, what, what, what am I getting for Christmas? Right. And so that was like, as a parent, I just watched it and was like, I can't believe that this is something we get to be a part of. Right. Um, so it is it is really special. So tell me a little bit about what how the um, toy room plays into the day to day for you guys. Sure. I mean, well, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about you, you were talking about families going Christmas shopping. But for us, it's kind of a, um, a delightful distraction for kids who were coming. You know, I mean, they're not typically looking forward to going to the hospital no. but but oh you get to go we're staying at the Ronald McDonald house and you get to get a toy that's a really big deal um to a lot of them and the sibling too because you yeah. know one of the challenges with having um you know a sick child is when you have one who's not you know or, or several who aren't then um you know that's a whole that's a whole different challenge for those kids too and so um the fact that everybody gets included is is pretty special so it's just um you know, and we were able to do different things this year at Christmas for families because we didn't have as many. Mm -hmm. um, each family staying with us got a custom toy bag, oh, fun. Uh, yeah, a whole Santa sack um, from the toy room this year. So, um, well, I'm looking forward to next year being able to decorate again because yeah. we, we go out there every year before the big Santa's workshop, yes. and we decorate the toy room, and you know, challenged a little bit by being more creative than we were the last year <laughs> with where we're going to hang everything, yeah. but making that into that. Wonderland is is a lot of fun. So That's I'm looking neat. forward to being able to do that. Well, and the fact that you guys cover all ages also, I mean, mm -hmm. everything from infants to teenagers, you know, that's, um, it's, there's something for everybody in there, which is fantastic. So with the Rachel Kendall team, with every home sale, we purchase a toy. So that's fun as a team. We go down to Target and we clean up, we load up our, our, you know, carts. And we always work with your team to figure out, well, what are the needs? Mm -hmm. Because as you've described, you don't, you, you always have this kind of population, but you never know who you're going to get. Right. And because we are thinking about the families and the siblings and the moms and the dads. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes we pick out slippers and robes and things that 
they're just needs that people have so that they can um, be comfortable while they're staying at the house. So that's definitely a fun team event that we get to do. But but what we've started to do is work to get our past clients involved in it as well. And so we do have an Amazon wish list that is always up and running because when we give that closing gift, it's this is even more magical is when we find out how the Ronald McDonald house has played a part in their lives and we didn't even know it. Oh, wow. You know, where are some stories. It's huh? some stories and you really start to see how widespread this organization mm-hmm. is because, um, you know, it could have been their aunts or their nieces, their nephews it might not necessarily be their direct family, but it really does touch a lot of a lot of people's lives. Absolutely. Um, and that's really special. So the Amazon wish list is one thing. And then every year we've been doing a toy drive mm-hmm. um, where we have Santa here and we um, work to just bring in more. So it, it's been a lot of fun the past three years to try and get even more creative with how are we going to make sure that the house is taken care of in terms of toys. But so far, I don't think one year we've come up short. So No, no. <laughs> I've come by and loaded up my car on multiple <laughs> trips and it's just like buckets and buckets and buckets. It is unbelievable. I make a lot of racket between Raleigh and Chapel That's Hill right. and everything beep, 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 in the background. So. Oh, I've taken, I've, yeah. I've filled my car up too and taken pictures and just been like, this this is, I must look crazy, you know, <laughs> driving down with a car full of toys, yeah. but it's, it is a lot of fun. Um, one of the other things I can't wait to get back to is the events that you guys do. Yes. Um, we've always, as a team, um, loved being there. Um, we loved the gala. Um, I think we've done the, the golf tournament uh-huh. and things like that. So tell me a little bit about what the landscape looks this year. Ooh, got a fun one. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we were so up in the air about what we'd be able to do from the gala because of, you know, obviously how many people could gather safely in one space. So we decided to um, hit pause on it for this year and pivot. And so instead, we're doing our first inaugural Beats and Eats Summer Music Fest. So, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to ask Heather when I see her. So tell me more about that. Well, it's actually really cool. Okay. <laughs> I think we're all so hungry for music and, yes. you know, concerts. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. I was I was like, well, I'm going to go at least, you know, mm-hmm. so, but it's, um, it's three nights. So it's, uh, Friday, June 6th, Saturday, uh, June, uh, excuse me, the fourth, fifth and sixth. So, okay. um, and the sixth is a brunch. Um, and so that'll be a jazz brunch at Carborough Town Commons. And then, uh, Saturday evening is a party band. Soul Jam is the name of the band. And that one is at Southern Village. And then Friday evening is um, at a place called Union Grove Farm in Chapel Hill. Um, beautiful land with a lake, and um, every seat will have a lake view. And that band is called Love and Valor, and they're um, it's a little bit of bluegrass, that mm-hmm. kind of folk indie sound. So sort of like Bob Dylan meets Mumford and Sons. I nice, think. yeah. So, um, but it should be. We've got um, uh, Jesse Scott catering, Annie Bell's catering. Um, Jesse Scott is the chef um, for um, Friday night for barbecue. And then he's also doing the Sunday brunch um, and then Paco's Tacos on ah. Saturday for the uh, for the party band. So, um, you know, limited tickets because we are you know keeping the numbers within guidelines from North Carolina right now. But everybody you'll be in a pod or in, you know, in a group of two and um, distance. So should be totally safe and all outside. So <laughs> it's a first for us. We expect big things out of it should be a big fun weekend i mean i think so much of this new environment has challenged all of us to be creative i think that's an awesome idea uh, and i think you're 100 percent right with the the want 
to be outside and to listen to music and it does, it, it changes the atmosphere. So that's, are there any other type of raffles or things that you're doing in conjunction with that? So we were actually just talking about the day. I think we are going to be doing um, a drawing for tickets okay. for Saturday night. So stay tuned on our social media for that uh, information and definitely sign up to win. Okay. Um, so that will always be... done. You, you guys always do some pretty good contests. So that's yeah. why I figured you had something up your Absolutely. sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, this is just um, like everything else, you know, nothing's as easy as it normally is. So mm -hmm. coordinating the bands and the food and the venue is a little bit more complicated. Everybody's up in the air about what you what we're going to be able to do. So, um, you know, it's uh, we're kind of like it's it's ready. We're rolling, you know, and it's a month from now. It's yeah. hard to believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have anything else um, planned on the calendar as of right now? Well, of course. <laughs> so we normally do an event um, called um in the blue zone in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, called That's the Tasteful Taste Affair. Affair. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's been such a really tough time for restaurants and that in that event, typically restaurants will prepare food for, you know, hundreds of people and showcase their food. And we decided that that's another one that maybe we should wait another year on because this would have been the 30th anniversary year of it. So oh, wow. stay tuned next year. Okay. Um, but um, so instead, we're going to do an Oktoberfest. Okay. Um, so more casual event outside again, just not knowing, you know, what right. we have to look forward to. But um, that'll be also the Carver Town Commons in October. So that um, should be fun. Yeah, bands and barbecue and, you know, and auction beer. items and beer. <laughs> yes, heavy <laughs> emphasis on beer, right? Heavy emphasis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. I love that. Well, please keep us in mind for all of that. Um, how can people find out about the things that are going on about the house and events and just to know what's how they could be involved in it. More. Yeah, absolutely. So our website's always the best source of, you know, rmhch.org is um, the best source for all good information. But also you can follow us on Facebook or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. We are everywhere. So but our website's usually the most comprehensive. Awesome. How did you get involved with the house? What's your history working with yeah, it's back to that George Merritt guy. Is you know? it? <laughs> so, um, actually, before um, before I took on the role of executive director almost two years ago, um, I had been on the board for about three years. Um, and my full-time job at the time, I was the managing director for Mass Mutual North Carolina mm -hmm. and um, helped to lead our special care planning team that does financial planning for folks who have um, loved ones with special needs. Mm -hmm. And so that was my initial conversation of whether or not we could provide any value for financial planning. You know, now that you mentioned that, that was one of, as I got to know the house more, that's something that people don't think about yes. is that you guys are providing a lot of um, services to families so that they can get through this time. Um, you know, those doctor bills and those hospital bills, they, you know, that's very, it could just be a huge burden to Absolutely. a family. And so tell me a little bit about that program now that you've mentioned that. Well, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of it's based on trusts mm -hmm. um, because it's um, unfortunately, if you've got a child that has special needs and receives any type of government benefits, it's pretty easy to set them up in a tough spot if you leave money in their name and it's not set up correctly. Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, a lot of the conversations we were talking about, um, you know, additional um planning resources that are available, kind of like college 529 right. plans, but, um, you know, obviously a little different. So, um, so those were some of the initial conversations that I'd had with George of whether or not, um, you know, we could be a resource. Yeah, you know, the balancing act we always play at the Ronald McDonald House is 
being able to deliver information that's timely but not overwhelming when a family's already got so much on their plate and they're in crisis. Yeah. So, you know, can you provide lasting value um, after somebody leaves, you know, stay in touch, be a source that, you know, folks can come back and ask questions. So um, that was how, you know, I had first gotten started. And um, like you with the project with George, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ours was around, um, let's see, it was the 30th anniversary of the house. And he wanted to do artwork from all 100 counties in North Carolina ah. um, in honor of that. And so we started with this macro project together just because I thought it sounded cool. And it got smaller and smaller because everybody said that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the best ideas yeah, are but, though, but right? Look at what you guys accomplished. I mean, you know? I thought it was crazy too. Right. And it's just, it's, well, yeah. You have to start, you have to dream big, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. so, um, but anyway, so we worked together on a couple of other things and he was asked if I wanted to be on the board and I guess the rest is history. So, um, but just so grateful for the timing in my life personally that when the previous executive director um, announced that she was leaving to take a position in South Carolina, I put a lot of thought into it and um you know it just it was the right time and so um it's been busy yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. especially so. at the time that you came into it what has been you know if you could sum it up in the past two years what's been your biggest takeaway about your involvement in this new role you know um i think for all businesses that have survived this pandemic you know <laughs> that's really um that's that's something we're proud of right now that we've um, we remained open and um, and our families have remained healthy and we've remained able to serve um, you know it hasn't looked the same but um, you know we've still been there and so I think that's you know that's huge just you know how do you continue to not lose sight of your mission um, during difficult times so that is so true yeah that's so true well thank you so much for letting us walk down memory lane and talk a little bit about the rage kids toy room and thank you <laughs> and, and now the present and the future and how we can continue to be partners and help families and provide a really amazing resource in just housing you Thank know, you. Yeah. Home is everything to families. Absolutely. And when you're feeling comfortable, I've visited the the um, building so many times. It's clean. It's beautiful. And everybody's always so happy. Oh. And that's just something that really goes a long way. That's so. awesome. Well, we painted because we had time. <laughs> Oh, you were gone. So you have to come back and see. It looks a little bit different. Not that we didn't paint the toy room. That's the most beautiful shade of blue. Nobody's allowed to touch that. That's the, the RMH blue. Yes, yeah. it is. It's gorgeous. And the light in there is just so nice. So that is, a, yeah, that's a special place. But we, we painted the, the main uh, entrance. So you'll have to come see. I would love to. When yeah. can volunteers come back? So we have volunteers back on a limited basis right now. Some of the um, volunteers who've helped us during, you know, for years and years um, have come back and are working at the front desk we are um slowly looking at um you know how to safely bring back small meal groups probably mm -hmm. not you know the big ones that we were all used to yeah. but maybe two at a time um and um and then anytime anybody wants to do something that's project-based then we can absolutely work to figure out how to safely accommodate so awesome yeah, lots of ways to get involved there always are for sure we and always... i can't wait to be involved in your events yeah <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for all that you guys do. It's just it's just a special place. We see, you know, there are other houses across the country that have toy rooms and you see pictures every once in a while. I'm like, oh, 
ours is so much better. (laughs) So we have lucky kids in North Carolina for sure, thanks to you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It was great to have Executive Director Heather Shanahan on Making Moves. If you are interested in donating a toy, reach out to the Rachel Kendall team at 919-782-4505. And to keep up with the house, follow them on all social media. Thanks for making moves with us again.